Money and Michael Yorba, thanks for joining with us. All right, my guest today is Athima Ashwar. He is Dr. Athima Ashwar. He is uh, the CEO of Everyday Human Alliance. Athima, thanks for coming up, staying up so late in Zurich, Switzerland, and coming onto the show with us. How are you? Thank you. Great to be here. I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay. Give us some background. An old friend of mine, Dennis O'Neill, thought that we should have you on the show. Uh, give us some background on you, what your company does, and then I have some some really poignant questions for you about real estate in India. Sure. Um, I am basically um, a bioinformatics guy. Uh, my background is genomics. I did my doctorate in genomics um, from Switzerland. And after that, um, I'm, we have a company in India. We have been operating since about 11 years. We are into real estate development. Basically, it's just normal buy land, build properties like commercial, residential, or lot development, and then you um, sell it on the open market in India, and that's how we do. And we have been doing this for past 11 years. And um, there are a few problems that we saw uh, in the real estate industry that we wanted to um, um, to solve. That is the reason we uh, have have um, opened this company to solve those problems. All right, let's talk about real estate in India, uh, liquidity and profits. Is it a hot market these days? Yeah, I mean, the real estate has always, always been um, preferred um, investment vehicle uh, in India. I mean, whether there is a recession or whether, whether, there, whether the market is booming, it's still preferred, preferred, preferred to invest in real estate. So they see it as um, something like gold. Whenever there is a um, recession, they think that they want to invest in something which is stable, which is more like gold, or the next option would be real estate. So, because it's not as volatile as stocks, um, so that, that, that is the reason our mutual funds, that is the reason they want to invest in real estate. And it has been always evergreen, um, and there, there has been profits. There, of course, has been ups and downs. I mean, uh, for now, I think um, and there, is, there is quite a bit of inventory in the, the residential. Uh, sector of real estate, and um, but uh, but I think still, I mean, if you're making good projects, and then probably then it's not a problem at all. But um, I would say, yeah, it's um, uh, it's always been good, and um, it probably will continue to do so. Now, do you say that there's some problems in the real estate industry? Bring that out for me. Yeah, the main problem, uh, the, the core problem, um, is the liquidity. Um, I mean, the rest all the problems um, are linked to this. So the, the developers don't have liquidity uh, to develop. I mean, you know, as you may already know, the real estate is um, very capital intensive, and we need a lot of capital uh, to develop projects. Um, normally, the banks um, banks will probably uh, charge up 18 to 20 percent interest, and the private financiers also charge upwards of 18 percent. So, and also they don't provide 100 um, percent of what is required for development. They probably provide 60 or 65 percent. Um, of, the, of the company developmental cost, including land. So what happens here is uh, the most of the projects get stalled because they don't have um, liquidity. They, they, this causes delay in the development of the project. And um, because, because of the delay in the development of the projects, we cannot sell 
um, sell the sell the real estate units, and uh, everything everything gets stopped there. And so the the the, the real estate buyers will not get the position in time, and uh, we cannot complete our projects. So these are these are the things that we wanted to um, solve um, from this from this uh, company. Now, I wanted to delve into this business of blockchain. How are you integrating the implementation of blockchain in your real estate uh, transactions? Well, the blockchain is, um, I think I think it's a highly dystopic technology and has already caused major waves in the fintech world. But, but more than that, um, more sectors of the global economy are finding use cases to adopt um, their uh, operational frameworks and the results have been astounding in terms of delivering more efficiency and earnings. And the reason is simple, blockchain simplifies existing business models. The, the technology can be a solution for challenges in the real estate industry because, because the, the basic operating principle of uh, decentralized peer-to-peer -peer and smart contract enabled network will eliminate um, dependence on lending houses to facilitate projects and, and deliver more speed and security and value to the users. All right. The um, proxy real estate development model, um, I, I, I've never heard this quite put this way with all of the other uh, parts that you're trying to describe. Tell our audience about that. So in, in India, uh, like, like in Switzerland, foreign investors cannot um, invest in For example, if you want to invest in India, there are limit, uh, the, the legislation does not allow you to invest in real estate. So you have to be either be a citizen or a non-resident Indian to be able to invest in real estate. So what we wanted to do was to, uh, in order to get liquidity, we wanted to make foreign investors, uh, uh, I mean, the foreign investors, I mean, our Indian real estate accessible to all foreign investors without without all those um, exorbitant requirements or um, legislative restrictions. So what we did was we implemented blockchain so that just by holding our tokens, um, without even having to own the asset, you can get profits from 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 the real estate. That is that is what is the uh, that means that you have direct stake in developer profits. So you whatever whatever we, we do using the proceeds of the our the, um, the digital security offering, so we invest that in real estate. We develop, we sell, and whatever profit we get, hundred percent of the profits are distributed to all the token holders. That means that you have direct stake in developer profits. So without even having to own the uh, real estate, no bureaucracy, nothing, just buy and hold tokens. That's about it. How is it different from a real estate investment trust, a REIT, uh, relative to the tokenization models? Right. So um, with the real estate uh, investment trust, like everyone knows, um, it's based on an underlying asset and you, you generally get income um, from the, uh, you, you, the, the the income generated from that asset is distributed to all the uh, all the um, all the investors, right? That is how real estate investment trust works. But where, whereas um, the tokenization is almost almost similar to real estate investment trust, but the problem with the tokenization is that no government in the world apparently considers tokenized ownership as legal, and and most of the most of the land documents are government documents in papers. So I mean, if you if you want to transfer your legal, um, your, if you want to transfer your ownership to someone else, um, you can't just transfer tokens, and government doesn't uh, recognize that as legal uh, legal tender. And uh, and I, I have seen these tokens, which are based on a particular asset, drop sixty to seventy percent in value when they are trading on exchanges, 
when the, the actual price of the underlying asset is still the same. So that that makes it, it as a flawed model in my um, in my um, perspective. So when when how can uh, underlying asset drop 60 to 70 percent in value just because it's based on tokens? So that is the reason uh, we don't we want to do that. Rather, we wanted to tokenize the profits and give the profits to the investors. And we do all the heavy work in India, do the development, uh, sell, sell it, sell the properties, and whatever profits we get, we share it to the token holders without even have, having to own the assets. Okay, so it seems to me that the distribution of profits through tokenization tracked through the blockchain are going to be able to be distributed amongst the um, token holders. So uh, now I'm, I'm a little vague on this part here because in the United States that would be a considered a security and being that you're operating from Switzerland about property in India, if I got this correct, are you is, is this fall under a different structure uh, for tokenization, whether it's a utility token or it's a security token? How does that work? So we are a, a digital security token, and we have been offering. Um, we are doing our offering from Malta, uh, uh, which is in Europe. So we are um, um, we are registered securities there, and we also are doing Reg D. Uh, 506C offering in US, which is only only for the uh, only for the activity investors in US. So um, only they will be able to only verified investors will be able to buy uh, tokens from us. So um, I mean we we are, we are making sure that we are completely under uh, we following all the regulations that are required in US or in any part in, in, or in any country that we are selling our tokens. In. Got it. Got it. Um, all, all right. Uh, Athena, it's been great having you on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to stay up late in Switzerland to be on our show and talk to us about this model that you've done. Uh, thank you for being our guest. Thanks, Lord. Happy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. You've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, download our app on iOS and Android, CEO Money.